Pirate Podcast. Introducing your hosts, Scott and John. Welcome, everybody, to Pirate Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Walker. Join me, as always, my buddy, John. It is I, John. <laughs> it's me. Oh, no. <laughs> you caught still, me off guard. Still trying to talk like a pirate, man. <laughs> it is I. Oh, boy. Uh, we're going to need all the laughs we could get today, so bear with us. Uh, let's go ahead and start it off. If you haven't already followed us or, or friended us in social media, go ahead and do so. ECU Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We are at the ECU Pirate Podcast. John, what's uh, what's new, ECU? Um, well, we're talking about the team, um, another loss. But as far as just news in general, uh, not much going on. Uh, basketball season's starting up. They've kind of had things going on, meeting about that. Otherwise, there's not been a whole lot that's happened at the uh, the school itself. Yeah, well. We might have a basketball-based episode next week if things go get ugly this this Saturday. It ain't looking good right now for uh, for for football. But hey, you know, this week's new, so we'll see. Well, there we go. There we go. Well, Look, we got to get to it though. It's what we're, happened. We're last recording week. this at 11:30 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, we got lucky. The hurricane kind of messed up some other plans. But if it wasn't so early, I would definitely crack a beer right now to talk about this game 49-6 and it was never and that score might be closer than the actual game was go figure that I think they took the uh, took the starters off the field at halftime maybe I don't know Temple uh, they rolled and it wasn't pretty I I was setting up for a wedding and I got to the TV about 12-20 and I believe at that time it was 21 nothing. I think think by the time I got it turned on it was 28 nothing yeah it was uh it was not good from the beginning uh, I think it was yeah 28 unanswered points right off the bat it was bad it, it bad bad doesn't even do it justice it was absolutely brutal hideous awful agile or adjective that just means god awful here it's one thing to start off on a bad foot and then finally find your footing but it's bad to start off with no feet yeah this one was peg, peg legs, legs. For sure. If we're talking about fire reference, peg legs on both legs, that's for sure. All right. Let's. 35 let's, to 3 at halftime. That was, that's uh, discouraging. Yeah. That's an up, uphill climb no matter what team you're on. Speechless, wordless. Let's go ahead and, and just read off these things we call statistics right now just for the sake of it. They right now ain't nothing but numbers. Yeah. Um. We'll dive into the passing side of it. Reed Herring, 17 of 31, only had 112 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, though, if you're doing the QBR rating, 28. And looked That's awful. out of, like, 150. Looked awful. This was a game that you just – you forget. You know, it, it, everybody just did not have a good game, looked bad. So, well, you say, well, 120 yards – or 112 yards, he looked bad. And then Holt Naylor's is zero for four for his – Attempts, zero yards, and then Kingsley Afedi, one for four for eight yards, and he looked worse than Reed did. He did, which is hard, <laughs> hard to believe. He did. Um, that was. I, I'm trying not oof. to say um, but I don't know the words to say, other uh, than uh, 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 uh. 
when talking about our passing game right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll get to the quarterback side of it, I guess, in a little bit as we preview the yeah. upcoming game. Interesting but stuff going on there. Yeah, we'll cover some more of the stats here. Rushing, not much going on. Holt Naylor is, again, five for 56. We said he'd probably lead the rushing. Okay. So, we got that right. We yeah. right about and, that. And all that came, he had a 53-yard 50 50 run. I believe that was in the third quarter, maybe fourth quarter. Yeah, because if you look at the outside game, of that, three yeah. yards on four other and carries. That led to our second field goal was that big run. He got us inside or in their, uh, their side of the field. Anthony Scott, seven for 20. 2.9 yards Darius Pinnock, four for seven. Hussein Howe, a lot of people wanted him, four for three. Just not good. Running yeah. game, not good. If you don't have a running game and you don't have a passing game, then you really don't have a receiving game either. Leroy Hindley led the way five catches for 34 yards. Trayvon Brown held to two catches for 22 yards. Um, helping his average out per catch on the season, but not helping his distance out. And, uh, yeah, just not, not good. Not not a lot to talk about in this game. Do we need to go over some defensive statistics just just for the sake of it? Uh, yeah, and it was an ugly game. You said that uh, Blackwell made a comment about his defense and kind of how they um. Yeah, they did, yeah. I, I was going to. What's, what's they didn't really show up. I mean, they had. If you look at the stats, they got some decent numbers, but that's kind of inflated by how many plays were ran yeah. by Temple and how many tackles they had to make. You can't even say decent numbers, man. That 49 I'm is <laughs> yeah. popping bright, loud, and clear. Well, you mentioned to me that Blackwell did say that that was the most points he had ever, yeah, ever let given go up. as a dis defensive coordinator. And he was he sounded like he was pissed. Like yeah, he was yeah. He said he was mad as hell, quote, end quote, mad as hell, most points he's ever given up. He hopes everybody on the defense is mad. This was but I, last year's defense, oh, like yeah. rearing his head back through yeah. kind of deal. Well – um, we talked about it off air. Temple has our number. What is this fifth straight loss? Fifth, yeah, fifth straight man. And I, I didn't look into it. I didn't research it. But off the top of my head, I think maybe only two of them have been close. Yes. I know last year's won't. Scotty's first year won't. This, all three of those haven't been close. I think Ruff's last year, maybe we played them close and should have won that one. And I can't remember the year before. But The not, only thing we really good. came close, we've said Holt Naylor's, Offensive, he would be the guy, and he—I guess he was yeah. as anemic as it was. Defensively, said Nate Harvey, he had one sack. There were two total sacks. Him and uh, Devon Sutton both had one. So, I mean, we were we were right, but at the same time, oh, it's just not much to be right about. Yeah. Even if you're right, you're still wrong in this game. Yeah, um, man, just just a tough tough game. I'll talk about what I think could have been. The swing momentum, you know, Temple just watched it. They were the better team that day. There's no doubt about it. I don't know what the final score would have been. But it was that, uh, that second series – or not their second series. If they scored one time, seven, their first possession or first series, we picked off a wild, terrible throw. And then we get the ball at 7 nothing. I can't remember what yard line we are. We're about midfield. We might have been in our territory. Might not have been yet, but we couldn't have been closer than the 40 maybe 50 we go for it on I believe it was fourth and two and that we was, don't get it yeah that was a turning point we don't get it well then on the second down Alex Turner forces a fumble in which Temple recovers and it might have been the next play it won't long after that Temple scores and, and we never there's a hole you can't close. really 
get out of at that point. Yeah, that certainly was that, a momentum. That, that swing. changed the momentum, and after that, it the air was just. There's been the some, air sunk out of our sails. There's been some, yeah, you're putting up pirate-wise. <laughs> uh, we we, we might as well make that the challenge today because there's not a lot of happy yeah, stuff to talk about. That is probably the, the motto of this podcast, air out of ourselves. Air out of ourselves. Um, it was, yeah, like you say, I think that was a momentum swing for sure. You said the offense just couldn't get anything going. It was almost like the USF game where they kind of figured out, all right, if we do a lot of blitzing, a lot of rushing on the quarterback, put pressure on them, they can't really do much. Um, and they just kind of stacked the box. I mean, they the just Temple's a very athletic team. Temple's a good team. Don't they, get me wrong. They, 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 their strengths are our weaknesses, and boy, Temple's two and zero in the it. conference. You know, they're three and three overall, but now they're two and zero. Um, they got a decent little squad. I mean, they're going to make some noise. Oh, in the they're American. always solid. Always solid. Always a good solid team. And and it's an away. It's really ooh. one of the first true away games for a lot of these guys with ECU. So. I mean that's no excuse at the same time, but um, well, some days really showed up. Some games, you just poop the bed, and we need to wash our sheets after that one. I guess the star of the game would probably be the kicker again, because I mean he's the only yeah. one that scored points. So <laughs> our guy Ver- Verity Verity, we still haven't figured out. We yeah. still don't verify, verify whether it's Verity or Verity. We'll call him Verity. Verity, like that. yeah. Sounds verify with Verity. There we go. That's a good segment. Yeah, he needs his own podcast. <laughs> Under the ECU Pirate Podcast. Yes, of course. Right. Label. Talk Walker Productions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just not much to talk about. It was ugly. I think most people just kind of want to move on. We got. We said pick the over. Well, we, we, we were – that was one of our wrong rights of I think we predicted low-scoring battle. Yeah. And but we said since we agreed on that to go over. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we were right on that. So we covered ourselves. Now, where we were wrong – was everything else. We're only a 30-minute podcast or so, so we don't have enough time to dive into where we were wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would take a long time. You it, know. Was <laughs> it was bad. ECU needs to forget about that game. We got to forget, yeah, about, we're gonna that forget about that podcast. Yeah, we're going to forget about that podcast. We're going to move on, and uh, I guess we'll go. We might as well go into halftime since we're moving on. Let's do it, brother. All right, it's halftime. Um, you know what we do at halftime. What we always do, Brain. We rep the squad, rep UBE. That's right. University Book Exchange, or as we refer to it on the podcast. You better evaluate where you be shopping. That's right. Hey, hey guys, go check out UBE downtown Greenville. Again, my favorite store in Greenville. I love to go there before any home game. Check out, see if I can find any sale, any new items. Just everything there is great. I think they have uh, pumpkin spice. ECU gear in now. Do they? Yeah, I think it's pumpkin. So for all our... There's flavored or smells like pumpkin or something like that. So all our basic ECU fans, yeah, you know what to do. Starbucks is not too far from there. That's go right. Go get you some Starbucks, then go in, get your pumpkin spice t-shirts and all that from UBE. They got it for the fall. If you try to look good in the fall, it's still hot outside. Yeah. It's going to be cold pretty soon. You're going to need a jacket. And if you're out of one, go to UBE. Get That's you right. One. Get you a nice little pirate pullover. Yeah, get you a pirate pullover. Wow, we should trademark that. That's right. We just did. That's good. Yeah, we got that. Boy. UBE, downtown Greenville, they got pirate pullovers. Pirate pullovers. <laughs> you heard it here first on the Pirate Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the second half. All right, John. We got through the first half. We put that game behind us. Pretty we have, quickly. We've moved on. Unfortunately, there's not much <laughs> else to do but move on. Unfortunately, what stands in front of us 
is a little cringeworthy still. Yeah, um, before we get into the next game, let's just go over the American standings. There are three teams still left undefeated in the American overall for their overall conference uh, as well. Um, there's only 11 teams in the nation that are undefeated, and three of them are in the American. You've got uh, oh, four of them. you got four. Cincinnati, USF, UCF. Um, yes, yeah, so three of them yeah, total. Yeah. Uh, still a bunch of teams in the conference that are undefeated. Uh, Houston's still 1-0 in conference play. Cincinnati's 2-0. UCF's 2-0. Temple, 2-0. USF, 1-0 as well. Um, USF, I'm, I'm a – take a shot at them while I'm here. They are the worst 23rd ranked team in the history of the poll. They've benefited from an easy schedule so yeah, far. They, they, if they're 23rd, we're 25th, and I think Temple would have something to say about us being ranked at all. But you got to play the games that are in front of you. That's so. right. That's right. Maybe hey, they'll Kudos to up. them for being 5-0. and You can't take anything. They'll have a showdown with Temple. You are not 23rd. Or Houston. Speaking of Houston. Ugh. It's coming up. Ugh. They're four and one. Their only loss has been to Texas Tech, and they lost it sixty-three to forty-nine. That's that's a lot of points. <sighs> yeah, they gave up a lot of points. They scored a lot of points. They have scored in the forties every week, except they played Texas Christian, I believe, and dropped seventy on them. So they're coming in here averaging fifty points a game. They are ranked third in offense in the whole nation. They're in top, I believe, top six in, like, all major offensive categories as well. I mean, they are a monster. Just beat Tulsa 41-26. to 26. Um, That's kind of a misleading score, that 26 that Tulsa put up. You watched part of that game. Um, I watched the majority of it. Majority of the game. So you can tell me a little bit about it. What? Uh, well, um, Tulsa, you know, it was tied at the third quarter, and Houston just played an ugly game. Can't take anything away from Tulsa because they were playing with a true freshman quarterback making his first start. However, there were just a lot of things that went Tulsa's way. I know I can't remember what quarter it was. The quarterback for Houston, what's his name again? I blanked. I just went blank on him. Um, Derek King. I'm yeah, sorry. Derek King. Yeah. My mind sometimes comes and goes, but he threw a, a pass and it hit his receiver's foot so it was a pretty terrible pass but when it hit his foot it bounced right up in the air Tulsa linebacker gets it they run it back into the red zone Houston defense stops them but they still get a field goal out of it it's just that kind of game for Houston a lot of weird things happen I think in the first half they had three turnovers and that was more than or that tied their season for turnovers right there so now they have six on the year Houston, man, they looked good, but even when it was tied at the end of the third quarter, there was no doubt who the better team was. And I guess the fourth quarter, they decided to quit playing games with them, and they ate them up. Yeah, I'm just breezing through some of the stats here. Like, De'Aaron King, 165 yards. You don't think it's a whole lot passing-wise, but three touchdowns, two interceptions, though. So, I mean, he's prone, like you say, to make some bad throws. Um, but he kind of does it all, if, if I'm looking right. Yeah, 10 carries for 117 yards and two touchdowns with it. So, the guy can run the ball, too. He can run it, and his three running backs are fast. I Lightning fast. They all look like just grown men. Big, strong, fast, and just scary. They average, um, they're averaging about seven yards a carry in that game. 
Patrick Carr, 13 carries for 91 yards. Mobile Carr for 11 carries, 74 yards. Terrence Williams, 4 for 29. Um, it's not looking good. The more you evaluate and really dive into this team, you realize these guys are pretty good. Their top three running backs are all averaging on the year over six yards per carry. Uh, one of them, De'Eric King, their quarterback, he's got seven rushing touchdowns as well. Beast. So Beast. He they, does it all. They play fast. They, they snap the ball about every 18 seconds. So our defense is going to have to be ready for it. They're going to be ready to be moving. Man. Their quarterback also has 18 touchdowns on the year passing. Beast. So he's, Beast. he's a balanced And he's tight. got some athletic receivers. He can just throw it up, and some of them just go up there and get them. And their, their receivers – Drop some passes too against Tulsa, and they still got a lot of guys left over from the Tom Herman era before mm -hmm. he moved on to Texas. And anytime you got sheer athletes like that, I mean, you're going to be in games. And that's sheer athletes. Their their offense is, is rolling. Major Applewhite's their coach now, and he used to play, you know, back in the day. He played for Florida. Uh huh. Um. So I mean, that he even he's got experience, you know, at the highest level yeah. as far as winning and all. So I'm sure he's taking those recruits that Tom Herman had and just really getting the most out of them that he can. Yeah, and their defense, you know, they, they made a lot of mistakes, too. Their defense probably could have had seven picks. Well, I saw at yeah. least three. I saw more than that, but, I mean, three that just I, – I don't know how you miss it and, and had daylight if they catch it. So. That's probably why they're playing defense. So, <laughs> can't catch it. Take but they that, still – Take I mean, that, They give up, what, 29 points a game to, to other teams, 30 points a game to other teams. So, it's, it's – it's possible that ECU can put up some points against them, but is it going to be enough? That's the, that's the question because, <sighs> like you said, this is like – this is a, a pretty high-scoring offense. High-scoring off and, – and their defense is athletic, big and strong. I believe you got a little bit of defensive stats for us, don't yeah, you? Yeah, um, they got two good players on defense. Uh, one of them um, – we'll, we'll start just because he leads the team in terms of tackles. He's got 24 tackles for them. So, uh, you know, he's been putting in – a lot as far as each and every game, and that would um, that would be Austin Robinson. Now, there's another guy for them that leads the way with uh, six and a half tackles for loss. You, you said he was a big old boy. Ed Oliver is the nose guard, and this guy is ferocious. He, he looks like he could be Mr. Universe. I mean, he looks like a lean version of Bob Sapp. You remember that dude from – he broke it in my nose on the longest oh, yard. Yeah. yeah, that guy. That's a big boy. <laughs> he's a leaner version of that. But he's 300 pounds, and I bet he can't be more than 6% body fat. I just, good God. Doesn't speak well for the for the run game. Ooh. Anthony Scott might be uh, struggling. Uh, he was a machine. He's all over the field making plays. He, he's the real deal. He's going to that next level and being a contributor for sure. Yeah, they've, they've – um, They've not had a ton of sacks on the year. They've got one guy, Isaiah Chambers, with four and a half. Uh, so, I mean, their defense is okay. I think it does enough to get them by just because they've got such a high-scoring offense. But nothing really stands out to you as far as that goes. Their defense will be tough on us. I can, I can assure you that, especially after our last few games. But looks like we're, we we might be making some changes going into our with our offense, would you? Yeah, so um, apparently there is a quarterback controversy going on. Anytime that happens on the team, it's not necessarily a good thing. It worked out okay for Alabama last year and this year. 
seems to be working out so far for Clemson. Um, will it work out for ECU? Not that they're on the same level as those two teams, but um, apparently the cool thing to do now is to have a quarterback controversy. So, well, we're just trying to get in there with the. You got to play on their teams. level. You got to be on their level. So you got to start somewhere. Well, I think I think it's right to have a quarterback controversy. You remember a few weeks ago when it looked like Reed kind of hurt his leg a little bit, had a bad game. Man, he just hasn't seen the throw the ball with that same oomph. And, man, he did not look good at all. Yeah, if they're looking to switch it up, I think you kind of have to at this point give everybody consideration because you didn't do anything last game. You didn't move too much. Um, Holt Naylor's probably can get a pretty good look. I mean, if he's rushing the ball like he is, they still have got to mix in that uh, – that pass side of it from him, though, like we talked about, to, to do anything. But, yeah, yeah there's quarter, quarterback competition and controversy right now. Well, big time. I, I'd like to see – man, here we go. Let's let's join Alabama. Let's start a true freshman. Let's well, there, put him in there. I, you know, he's a leader. He was an emotional leader for D.H. Conley. I, he's a player. He's a gamer. He didn't come to ECU to sit the bench. They've, uh, they've still in. not announced a starter. I don't for think. it, so there's uh, they probably might not up until the game. I think um, that'll just be to keep what everybody happened. guessing. Like Houston's gonna care, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're gonna be like, bring on whoever. Really, honestly. <laughs> um, but hey, if, if Scotty Mo thinks it's something to keep things secret and cool, then well, well, I, I don't think he's doing it to mess with Houston. I think he's doing that to try and mess with uh, the quarterbacks, inspire them. Hey, yeah. Yeah, you want the you want it. You got to step up and get it. Yeah, competition is a good thing. So it makes everybody better. So you know, hey, Reed Herring, you want it. You got to step up and be the guy. Holton, you want it. You got to step up, be the guy. So what do you think ECU can do against Houston to uh, to really have a chance here? To have a chance. All right. Well, Houston can have a tendency to kind of get in their own way. I mentioned Tulsa. They had three turnovers. They had a lot of just drop passes. They didn't look sharp for the first three quarters. Then again, that fourth quarter, they figured it out and just absolutely laid the smack down on them. So we got to hope that they come in there playing sloppy. We talked about Blackwell a little bit, just being mad as hell, and, and the defense should be mad. They should take it personal. So hopefully the defense comes out fired up, inspired to play better football. You know, he also said, we, we ain't playing scared. We ain't scared of anybody. He didn't care if the Patriots came into town. He won't want to back down from them. So we got to hope that that attitude rubs off on the defense and they step up and play as hard as they can. Houston plays sloppy, helps us out on offense. We got to hope that whoever the quarterback is has a much better game. We get our receivers involved, Trayvon Brown, Farrier, Deans, uh, what's our buddy name? Mr. Bojangles. Pro, pro, like pro. pro, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, you know, we got to get Bojangles him involved. Himself. Mr. Bojangles himself. Uh, you're welcome for that, Blake. I'm sure you needed that nickname. We got to get those guys involved, and that's our chance. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I completely agree with you. Something's got to happen on offense because they've kind of died out lately. It's it's not. They've just not shown up. We got to figure a way to, to rush enough to get them. But even with, even with that Temple game, you know, it looks bad, the score and everything like that, because there wasn't a whole lot of offense that got put up. But the defense still had a decent show. I mean, compared to last year, you look at how much they've gotten better. It wasn't great, but at the same time, 
they're showing progress. I mean, Blackwell's guys, they got burnt on the back end. We said that was probably going to happen. Listeners, I wish you could see my face as I'm looking <laughs> at them right now. I, I think the defense is a lot better the than The defense last year. is a lot better. And, you know, hey, man, you get blown out from time to time. It happens. Yeah, it happens. It's a long right. season. And Blackwell's pissed off about it. Um, right. There you go. He's, so we're looking see, to, he's not looking to play That's scared. what I'll look to see what happens yeah. this week, to see if the bounce defense back. bounces back. Because he's kept a minute for the most part. And this was – everybody, like you say, everybody has a one-time game. So that's what I'm looking for as far as to the game itself. Uh, we got our crow's nest and our – who's going to make Houston walk the plank for this week? In um, the crow's nest, who we got? We gotta, we're going to mix it up a little bit. We uh, – we got DeAndre Ferrier in there today. We talked about him. We got to make sure we get him involved and spread the ball around, and he's got to come up big for us. Yeah, we need him over the middle. He's kind of that, you know, short possession guy. You can get a lot of stuff to him. He only had one catch last week for five yards. He's that guy over the middle that you can rely on that quarterbacks really need, um, especially if they're getting a lot of pressure on him, somebody that you can just kind of do a quick little dump off to. He's got good hands. The guy's shown that he can make some good plays, um, and you got – Trayvon Brown, who only had two catches last week. So, we got to pick somebody that we think might just randomly and, and, break out. And help take uh, some pressure off of Trayvon, you know. And DeAndre, you know, he's got 19 catches, 187 total yards, averages about 10 a game. Or not, yeah, 10 yards a catch, I'm sorry. Has two touchdowns on the season. His potential's there. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy, man. Stellar, stellar player. Our, our receiving corpse as a whole is stellar. I think he's got some of the best hands other than Trayvon Brown on the green, um, on the team. Taj Deans, from time to time, he just drops too many for me. But DeAndre Ferrier, we've got him in the crow's nest this week looking out uh, for the offense. He, we think he's going to be leading the way. Now, who's going to make Houston walk the plank? <laughs> Get you every time. It, it never gets old to me. All right, we got Bruce Bivens coming up for us. Bruce Bivens, he's a – He's our linebacker there. I believe he's a senior this year, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's one of the uh, older guys on the team. A lot of experience. He's a big guy too. Like he's oh yeah, um, he yeah, he really did pretty well in the Temple game. He's got ten solo tackles, um, twenty five total, about five and a half for a loss, and two sacks. We got to have a big game from him, man. He's got to come up there and play huge because Houston's going to give him some opportunities to make some tackles because they are. Yeah, he's got to he's got to take that challenge, take that challenge that Blackwell's issued to the whole team. Take it personal, come out mad and, and come out hard. Our guy we picked last week, Nate Harvey, uh, friend of the program, friend had the program. a uh, had another sack on the year. So another one. We put you in these positions, you get another one. Another one. DJ Callis style, another friend of the program. Friend of the program. So Bruce Bivens this week gonna make Houston walk the plank. Uh, woo! All right, let's. Let's get into the spread here. Vegas predicts, or Vegas has Houston as a 16-point favorite. Over-under of 69.5. That's a lot of points. Yeah. But they average 50 a game, and they give up 30 a game. So, I mean, it's not too far off. That's taking into account for some um, anemic games that ECU has had in the past. Um you want to go first with your prediction, or or you, Boy, you want me to go for it? I'll, I'll, I will. First of all, over under. I'm saying this just I I, I think you take the over for Houston. I, I think we can we can if we do what we talked about earlier. 
we can make this thing a game, maybe still a win. Maybe Houston, hopefully Houston comes in there sloppy, but boy, they look like the real deal. Absolutely yeah, the real deal. I, I've got it as an ugly game. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hard to say this one, but I think Houston's offense is just too strong, and I think ECU's offense may – I think they'll show up early. I think they'll have one pretty good drive early on, and then after that the wind is going to get taken out of the cells, so to speak, like you said earlier. I've got it as 42 to 10, Houston. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. All right. So it's my turn. Yep, you're up. All right, well, <clears throat> you want my prediction? Pain. That's my best clubber lane. <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty good. All right, man. Whew. I'm wearing my Homer hat. Everything's going to happen the way I said. Houston comes out sloppy. Throwing balls off foot. We're getting it, taking advantage of it. We – we make a quarterback change, inspires the team. We got leaders out there. The defense is pissed off. Houston, they're living on cloud nine. That fourth quarter, I think, what was it? Uh, our bud, not our buddy. De'Eric King had five touchdowns total. I think he had three in the fourth quarter. So they're, they're living on cloud nine. They come out here. Time zone change. I'm throwing everything out there, man. They're coming from Houston time to Eastern time. It's going to throw off their, their clocks. We still a win, 24-21. 24-21. Okay. You heard it here first. Yep. Um, that would be impressive. That that would. So, what I would do if I was a betting man listening to me, first of all, take the over. But I believe uh, you could bet we are. If you like us to win the game, you put in 100, you win 525. Yeah, I mean, so you're, you're a brave soul <laughs> if, you, if you do that. So, uh. Yeah, so that's our outlook for this game against Houston. Uh, but we'll I mean, see how it goes. Yeah. Whew, Houston is tough. They're going to be – it could get ugly. If it could get ugly. If you're watching the game um, and, you know, you want to tweet at us, do anything like that, feel free. ECU Podcast on Twitter. Uh, if you want to live through it with us as we're watching it, uh, uh, we might need friends. We might need help to we get through this We will need friends in all sorts of places. Not so where just can we love. find friends? All right, man, on Facebook, you can find us ECU Pirate Podcast, Twitter, ECU Pirate Podcast, and Instagram, ECU Podcast. Please go and follow us, friend us. We need each other. We got to – pirates need pirates at a time like this. Pirates helping pirates. Pirates helping pirates. That's what we do. Um, to end the show, I've got a, I've got a good pirate joke. I'm glad you have a joke because I, I don't have one today. Uh, this one's pretty good. Why does it take pirates so long to learn the alphabet? Why is that? Because they spend years at the sea. <laughs> I have a lot of C letter jokes. I, and it's good because yeah. my, my instinct is the R. So right. I, I was. Yeah, for uh, job. Everybody thinks it was the R. I, I was about to say they take too long on the R, yeah, but, but no, no. They spend years at sea. So. <laughs> That's our pirate joke for the week. You've got our analysis for uh, everything coming up, Houston game wise. That's right. That's right. And guys, be prepared for some basketball info coming soon. I got to tell you, I, I do like Dooley. I, I like where we're going, where our program's setting in basketball. Check us out. ECU Pirate Podcast. Painted purple, Pirate Nation. Peace out. <laughs>